always wondered what time is. In my journey of self-awareness, watching my ego independently was one phase, which is I as an entity realized, okay, how I became this worldly entity called Hari. Uh, and I was able to kind of realize the, the root of it, which is essentially the name and the name is memory. And therefore, when I observed that memory, you know, I could literally independently watch Hari. And there was a fair bit of, you know, freedom from that particular limited entity. But then the thought of tomorrow always existed, which is ah, what's going to happen tomorrow. Or you got a whole long life ahead of you. That was constantly a kind of a mild dose of anxiety, if you will. But then I tried to understand what really time is. When I was introspecting, this incident happened when I was actually writing this passage in my book that, okay, what is time really? What is the substance of tomorrow? What is the substance of yesterday? Not in terms of what happened yesterday or what's going to happen tomorrow, but what is this past, present and future? Uh, it was kind of interesting when there was a kind of a, a five second replay of what actually time is. The brain showed me the clock and calendar. In a way, it was like I trying to reinforce to myself that, okay, I'm predicting something called the future and I know that something called the past existed because of the way I have learned time. I learned time as a linear field. There is a past, there's now a present moment, which is now and there is the future. As a child, I memorized the clock and calendar and that forms the basis by which the brain starts predicting that there is something called the future. And I tried to test it with my, uh, with the experiences I had with my daughter. She's nine right now. When she was six, she couldn't really say what 5 p.m. was from 12 noon. And there was an incident where I told her we have a birthday party at, at 5 p.m. And I told her at 12 noon and she immediately went and dressed up. I said, no, it's, there's still a lot of time for it. We got to go at 5 p.m. She just could not understand what 5 p.m. was. She was not able to kind of imagine what 5 p.m. is. And the next question was, okay, when is 5 p.m. going to come? I said, it will come. It will take another four hours. She was confused. And I told her, okay, go change back into your old clothes. And she comes back again after 20 minutes and say, hey, has 5 p.m. come? Right? So for her, 5 p.m. is something that she really couldn't understand. Last year when she was eight, she comes to me and says, uh, hey, dad, uh, I want to spend my 21st birthday on Everest Base Camp. And to me, it was like, wow. I mean, this is a fantastic transformation. A girl who couldn't say 5 p.m. from 12 noon is suddenly able to jump 13 years ahead and say what she wants to do in the future. So during my process of discovery and, and also writing them down, I realized that time is essentially something that I learn as a linear field. And then I start defining my life with time. That, okay, this is the hurry of the past and the hurry of the present and the hurry of the future. And that led me to an interesting perspective that, okay, what is this ego? In my view, the ego is, is not just the hurry of the now, but it's a representation of what hurry was, what hurry wanted to be, but could not, what hurry is now plus what Hari wants to be. And he possibly knows that he cannot be because say, if I think I want to be a, a rocket scientist or go to space, I very well know that that's an aspirational memory, but I may not end up doing it in this life. It's okay. 
coming back to the definition of the ego i kind of realized that okay the ego is basically a summation of all these attributes of hari whatever hari wanted to be in the past and what he is now and what he wants to be in the future all these aspirational memories tightly held by the brain and the beauty was that the brain thought all these things are very important because i have loaded them onto the brain and the brain keeps using those memories to actually guide me as to how my life should be i also experienced a mild sense of disappointment when i was watching an astronaut show with my daughter and i was wondering why that is that night when i reviewed that experience and said okay why did i get anxious or why was there some sense of anxiety uh, or disappointment when i was watching that astronaut show it actually turned out that the brain was using my fourth grade memory uh, or rather memory that i fed in my fourth grade that i wanted to be an astronaut to actually make me anxious or disappointed because it still thinks that i want to be an astronaut and when i'm seeing an astronaut show it's just telling me hey how do you want to be an astronaut but you're not and predecides that there is a conflict and releases chemicals by which i feel a bit anxious then i realized that okay there is more to hurry than what meets the eye and what helped me was to kind of say goodbye to certain portions of hurry that was not required and that's not just in the past but also the aspirational memories of the future and i felt a lot better after doing that exercise and that it led me to a conclusion that time is basically memory um mm. we may be thinking that okay we are living in time but in the words of einstein it's potentially an illusion uh and i could feel that okay how it essentially an illusion because it's i give birth to time because i learn time as a linear field we've all learned time as per the gregorian calendar even if we used an eastern calendar or, or any other calendar it would still be a linear function if you will to me then time was actually a process of human conditioning and the moment i kind of discovered what this entire bed of time is actually doing to me there was a lot of freedom from time and there was a lot of living in the now and the funny thing was i i never even called it the now because there was no necessity to because i'm not defining the moment now based on time mm. so that was kind of an interesting phase that i went through in my life any perspectives from your end uh mm. as to what do you think about this or have you heard of yeah such things in your yeah. experience as well Well first let me say that was a really um powerful retelling of that evolution. I felt it as you were describing it and that was uh really cool to hear you tell that story. Time is a projection kind of like how if I ask you to imagine a purple elephant you can kind of think about a purple elephant and you can kind of see it in your mind's eye in a similar way if I ask you to think about what you were like when you were 10 years old not a purple elephant but a 10-year-old version of yourself will pop up in your head maybe some memories you have having fun with your friends or being at school and if i tell you to think about where you want to take your career what's important to you in the future what you want to do on your 21st birthday you won't see a purple elephant or a 10-year-old version of yourself you'll see some image in your mind's eye so it's a projection if i tell you to think about 1 hour from now you'll project in your mind's eye some scenario maybe what you might be doing in an hour some probable some like probable outcome of what you'll be doing in an hour if i ask you to think about a year from now you'll project some probability of what you might be doing a year from now so it's a mental projection that we take very seriously and it causes us stress because we take it so seriously and we really want those mental projections to happen and we feel despair or desperate for them to happen 
and we'll, we'll feel some discomfort as long as we're feeling that despair because despair is not a really great feeling but they're just mental projections and so one way to kind of loosen this up is to think about a dream that you've had also a mental projection totally false like we know the dream is not happening uh, in waking reality and if you've ever kind of recognized that you're dreaming you don't take it super seriously even in the dream you might not take it super seriously if you're not aware because you know it's just like a mental projection it's just this kind of funny thing that's happening the time when dreams aren't so fun is when something bad and scary is happening and we it feels real right that's called a nightmare those aren't fun while we're awake our mind is doing light dreaming dreaming light it's lightly projecting when you're dreaming the projection is so real that you're living in it when you're awake the projection is so light that it influences your thoughts and how you feel maybe it makes you feel like you know you're not doing enough or uh, makes you or you're projecting some memory that you had from before that was upsetting you but it's along the same vein and so when i was hearing you tell the story this concept came to me that uh, I, i think you created enough space between your awareness and this projection and you saw it for what it was which is just this kind of practice mind skill of projecting some imaginary future or your best guess at what happened in the past and you're able to see it as one function of the brain but it's not everything that you can do and if you can kind of create that space it's likely going to give you a little freedom over um, that part of your brain or that part of your mind if it's causing you some some discomfort. Mm-hmm.